A staple I do in all my interviews in order to start things off is to ask that you elaborate a bit about your work and this particular film for those not familiar with it. Okay, yeah. Um, so this is uh, Carrie and John. Uh, this is John speaking. Um, we are directing a duo that has worked on a few films, um, uh, starting with uh, Cooties, which was our first, uh, starring Elijah Wood and Rain Wilson, which was a horror comedy um, about uh, kids eating tainted chicken nuggets and turning into uh, ravenous monsters. Um, and then our next film was uh, Bushwick, which was a, a film about uh, Texas wanting to secede from the United States and uh, basically creating a, uh, a, another uh, civil war, um, which is insanely uh, close to what we're looking at right now in the United States. Um, and then now we're, uh, we are about to release our third feature film, which is Becky. And um, the, the elevator pitch for that is uh, ultra-violent Home Alone with a 13-year-old girl as the, the protagonist. Okay. Uh, one aspect of the movie that really stood out to me were the slick transitions. I really enjoyed those as they compared characters during some key points. Where did the idea to use the style come from? And did you find it to be effective for getting the narrative and initial setting across? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think it was something we developed in the script with the writers, um, which we were heavily involved with. Um, based on this idea that we really wanted this to come from the point of view of a 13 year old girl. Um, we wanted this story to really be um, almost as if Becky was telling it. Um, uh, we almost at one point had her had a VO across the board. Um, in the end, we did we didn't use a, a voiceover. Um, but that idea of that she would be telling it so distinctly from her her vantage point was one of the key driving factors across the board visually. Um, so having things like uh, uh, transitions that kind of blended into each other um, and just the camera movement and uh, the palette, all these things were, were strongly influenced from that idea of this is, a, this is through the eyes of a 13-year-old girl. Uh, looking at this story, it's definitely got a survival edge to it. What was it like trying to find a balance of prey versus predator? Um, oh, that's an interesting question. Yeah, for us, it was a, it was a big part of just the whole idea of the movie and the premise, and which is what attracted us, us to the film and the script was this idea of a 13 year old girl getting revenge and, and how she could do this, how, could, how and why she would do it, do this. So um, important part for us was uh, making sure she had motivation. Um, so that was a big part of the first act of developing the motivation for her to, to want to get revenge rather than just run away. Um, and then delivering on that, that aspect of the revenge. How, how can this 13 year old girl defend herself and survive versus the times um, when maybe she doesn't have any tools or didn't have a plan and she's going up against a, a hardened criminal. Could she really defend herself? Um, and for the most part, we would say no, she doesn't, she doesn't fare very well when she's, she hadn't planned something or she doesn't have help. Um, 
so I think for us, that was the fun and the balance that we had to, to strike across the board with, with this film, um, is finding ways to, to have her overcome these challenges and also have her um, actually not overcome them. Uh, this is a rather gruesome sort of film. It would be great to hear some of the details behind a couple of those graphic scenes, while also trying not to spoil things, if possible, for those engaging with the interview. Yeah, again, the, 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 to us, that's the, that's the uh, sales pitch for this movie. Is a, it's a revenge movie, and anybody that likes a good revenge movie um, probably goes into it wanting to see some really intense violence exacted on the person who's deserving of that revenge. Um, if you think of uh, any, any of our favorite revenge movies like Tarantino's uh, uh, Kill Bill or uh, the Korean movie Old Boy, um, bad stuff happens to someone at the beginning and you want them to make bad stuff happen to the, um, the people that did that at the beginning, you know, so, um, and it's all about that catharsis of um, setting that, that bad stuff at the beginning up so that the bad stuff at the end has purpose and meaning and is more than just uh, blood squirting or, or violence for the sake of violence. It, it hopefully has more meaning um, in, in the exacting of the revenge. But so um, taking that uh, into the execution of the film, um, we really focused on those moments because um, uh, we didn't just want uh, there to be a few punches and uh, kicks and someone falling down. Uh, we wanted to see uh, body parts getting torn apart or cut in half or um, stuff that you haven't really seen. And in a way you have to be, you have to take it to the next level because we have seen it all. Um, movies like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood are up for Oscars. So that's not even like a, a fringe genre B movie. That's like the top of the, the heap um, Oscar worthy movie. And there is violence in that that is kind of beyond anything you've seen um, in, a, in a crazy B, B movie. So um, I think it's just kind of uh, what we love about watching movies. Um, so what we wanted to put into the movie that we made. Um, so we worked really closely with um, the makeup special effects team to to find those moments where we could get a macro lens in uh, really tight on an eyeball or um, show a tendon in a way that you'd never seen it before. Um, also working with the, the sound effects team to, to add that feeling of um, that sound of when the tendon is being cut. What does that sound like? Um, it's not something you can just do a search on a, a, a sound library for uh, cutting tendon sound effect. You have to kind of creatively come to what that's going to sound like and um, put it on top of the visual and the combination of uh, the performance, the makeup visual effects, the way we shoot it with a macro lens and that sound effect all comes together to make something that is uh, uh, almost nauseating, but in a fun, awesome way. Cool. Um... There are some interesting actors in this one, such as Joel McHale and Kevin James. What was the pitch to them to get them on board? And what was the process like in getting them involved? Well, the cool thing with, with both of them is that they, we wanted to subvert the, the characters that they had previously played with casting them in this movie by just pretty much, you know, the, the easiest way to say it is casting against type. 
neither of them had ever done anything um, remotely close to to this. Um, so um, that was kind of where we were going. And then once they showed interest, um, we had uh, just conversations and opened up a dialogue of of finding that that perfect tone that fits into a movie like this. And from the start, they were both um, just willing and uh, amazing collaborators. I also wanted to highlight Becky Lulu Wilson in this. I thought she was great. What was the process like in getting her ready for the more combative and or physical segments of the movie? Well, uh, interestingly enough, she basically just exceeded uh, all of our expectations on, on every level. We knew she was amazing. We've, we've been following her career forever and we're so excited to work with her and expected a lot of her. Um, but uh, at every step, she would just blow our mind with the, the range she could uh, express, uh, the intensity she could go to, um, whether that's inflicting pain or showing rage or showing um, sadness uh, or emotional depth, um, you know, from showing how much she loved her, her mother, um, how much frustration she had with her father, to um, anger in... Uh, the, 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 the antagonist um, doing things to her family. Um, across the board, she was just, just really could go to all those different places in, in a way that a much more uh, mature actor probably would have difficulty. Um, but at the same time, we would have, uh, we had a great, we had great stunt team with um, amazing stunt doubles. And uh, like always on every film set, you have and plan for the stunt doubles to do the majority of the stunts. Um, and you create a schedule based on that. And in, in many cases, we would film some of the close-ups or some of the, the performance parts of the scenes with Lulu, thinking that we would need to then bring in the, the stunt double to, to do some of the more physical elements. And in just getting into the scene, Lulu would just end up getting thrown around and jump around and roll around in the mud and, and uh, you know, squirt blood all over and just take it to the next level. And uh, she kind of saved us a lot of time by actually making us not even need to use the stunt double in, in some cases. Um, so really just uh, it, whatever we thought she was able to exceed and it was a pleasure to work with. Great. Um, were there any challenges behind the scenes, perhaps the day where the weather wasn't agreeing or something to that length? Oh, oh my God! There was a, it was a it was like a running joke that there was a, a unexpected challenge at least uh, a handful on every day, um, just because we re, we were checking off all the boxes of difficult things to do on a film set, um, like child actors, um, uh, dogs, you know, working with animals on set, doing stunts, doing stunts in the water, um, working at night with child actors. Um, so all these things are things that just take up a lot more time on set. You have to make sure you're safe to do a stunt. So spending that time, you know, letting the stunt crew uh, wire things and set up pads and all that just takes time. And then you add a dog in there and the dog doesn't do what you want. Or, and so that takes time. So all these things kind of added up to a lot of um, uh, challenges. But one of the, the, the funnest 
stories that we'd like to tell, which is so ridiculous, is that we were filming in a, in a car, which again has uh, additional challenges because it takes a lot of work to rig a car to film around it. Um, but on the day where we were doing a very emotional scene between uh, Lulu and Joel McHale, um, the you know, father and daughter in the, in the car, we had two dogs just, you know, they just had to sit in the background because it was a road, you know, a road trip and the dogs just needed to be in the background. So you knew that they were coming on the, the road trip with them. Um, but it turns out one of the dogs was in heat. So during the whole emotional acting scene between the, the two actors in the background, there's uh, a, a dog trainer hiding underneath the seat trying to prevent the two dogs from uh, getting busy. And uh, it, was, it was comical and hilarious, uh, at the same time frustrating and difficult because, uh, you know, there's just a lot to get done and uh, dogs having sex on set was, is not on the agenda. <laughs> oh, that's, that's quite great. Uh, in, in your opinion, what aspect of Becky do you feel most makes it stand out in the crowd? We really think that it's it's the premise. Uh, we've never seen anything like a 13-year-old girl uh, exacting revenge in this way. But we also think it's it's the the kind of the end of the movie and where it ends up with the main character and some of the actions that she does. Um, we we like the the idea that you know it's a fun movie and you can just watch it and uh, just kind of have some some cathartic release and and really just uh have fun but also the if you were really paying attention and you think about what she does at the end um hopefully it just makes you think and for us that's what really makes this movie different is that uh it's not such a clear cut and dry um the and the protagonist wins in the end and uh it's uh off to the um the rainbow at the end um you know, it's it's a it's a little bit more complicated, and uh, hopefully that makes you you think a little bit and and have something to discuss after the movie. Great. Uh, lastly, I would like to leave a spot for you to say something or go over anything I might have missed during the interview. Um, no, I mean I think you covered a lot of great stuff. Um, uh, I guess you're in Canada, so. Um, you won't be able to see it in drive-ins, but it's playing in some drive-ins down here. So if if it does open up there into drive-ins, uh, I would recommend people getting out and seeing it uh, safely, and um, but with a with a big crowd on a big screen because uh, it, it, it's really really a, a fun movie to see in that way. And that is the end of the interview. I hope you enjoyed. You can see our full review of the movie Becky on GamerHeadquarters.com. <laughs>